Welcome to this week in Jacksonville Business Edition. I'm Kent Justice. This podcast focuses on economic development of the River City and our region. And today's topic is AI, the promise and peril. And I use that phrase because Jacksonville uh, Business Professionals recently hosted an event for its members and its guests as its uh, fall educational gathering. That's the title of it. And so as you can see, we've got several guests with us right now. A full table of contributors, if you will. Let me introduce them. Uh, representing Jacksonville Business Professionals, Blake Massey, the JBP President of ISTAR LPL Financial Advisor. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Uh, Corey Jones also, uh, JP be education chair and uh, Climate First Bank North Florida representative here. So to the folks who spoke at the events, they've both been on our Sunday morning show this week in Jacksonville. Matthew Chang, founder of uh, Chang Industrial, a niche firm and is specializing in autonomous systems. And then Matt Berseth, co-founder and CIO of NLP Logics. Uh, which is a, a leading AI services company, which includes uh, data mining and machine learning. Matt, you're probably the person that I've known the longest because a few years ago, I started hearing about NLP Logic and I go, machine learning, I don't even know what this is. So that's kind of where we come today. Uh, Blake, if you just start, what was this event and why was this uh, the topic that you chose for members to get engaged in? So. First of all, Kent Jacksonville Business Professionals is, is comprised of, of small business people that help small business owners in the uh, in the community, and so all of us collectively together are we're just hearing a lot about uh, AI, right. uh, in you know in our daily emails that we get through uh, through uh, just through our organization and, and other organizations in our uh, industries, and uh, and then just it's, it's just a big buzzword that we've we've kind of been hearing about and said, you know, so we kind of grabbed it and took it and said, hey, let's, let's put something together that, uh, you know, and see what we can do uh, for the community to, to kind of bring people together around this topic. Yeah, and Corey, I help you, uh, I understand you helped organize this and, sure. and what have you. How did you make some of those choices that these guys would be speakers, the other folks would get involved, and maybe even what the topics were? Sure, so uh, Jacksonville Business Professionals, education is a huge part of our mission, and so because of that, we've created a committee that we call the Education Brain Trust. So it's a lot of folks in JBP uh, that are passionate about partnering with the community and the local universities, um, and so what we we did is we had an event in February at University of North Florida, which was our first event partnering with a local university. Uh, it was on Valentine's Day, which in retrospect was not a great day to pick, but it ended up being completely packed out. We had business owners, we had students. Very romantic. Uh, yeah, very romantic. <laughs> um, we had hearts in the logo, which uh, added to that. Um, but uh, it was it was essentially for that event uh, creating uh, some recognition uh, for UNF and their career services, and the fact that uh, small and medium-sized businesses don't necessarily know that they have have uh, that at their disposal to find local talent. So it started at UNF. Um, we came up with that as a way to kind of you know, start the, the, the ball rolling with that um, integration with local uh, universities. And then JU uh, was our next target. So we thought, okay, the next half event we want to do at Jacksonville University. We've got some alum in our group. Um, you know, what will the topic be? So we brought our Education Brain Trust together, which is a really cool name, I feel like, that we came up with. And we just kind of like uh, threw around ideas as to what uh, is relevant right now. And AI kept coming up. 
And one of the main reasons that came up initially is because for the outline of that meeting, I used ChatGPT to help me <laughs> come no up kidding. with some talking right. points. Right. Right. And that's not all of AI, but um, <laughs> so that, you know, I, I mentioned that. And, uh, and I think Blake, actually, you were one of the first people in the group that mentioned uh, artificial intelligence as a great topic. So, um, so we started, you know, polling each other, who knows who, uh, um, uh, you know, who knows uh, some, you know, some uh, players in that industry uh, here in Jacksonville. Um, and uh, through our uh, little committee, we came up with connections to, to yep. these folks. Bob Touchton, Nick Allard uh, were two other speakers that were awesome. And then Matthew Chang and Matt Bursett, I mean, just blew it away. And uh, we couldn't be more thankful for having yeah. you know, such great speakers. So I understand uh, part of the advertisement come to this uh, seminar, this day of learning or whatever. AI leaders will discuss, and one of those things, Artificial Intelligence 101, that's where a whole bunch of us need to start, right? Uh, bringing the world of AI into your business, why the hype the humans still matter, because humans uh, are, we've talked about this recently on our Sunday morning show, humans are like, am I going to lose my job? <laughs> What's right. going to happen here? Uh, and then the other one I saw, uh, the title was Humans and AI Have a Lot to Learn from each other. Matt Berseth, why, why don't you start here? You've got a connection with JU, are you teaching there, is that right? Yes, yep. So the first person, I just mentioned this to you before we started recording, first person who mentioned ChatGPT to me was the president of JU, said, Ken, have you heard about this? And it's like just a year ago, he says, oh, you're gonna hear a lot about this. Well, how did you approach uh, this learning day and what's the thing that you wanted to share with folks, uh, specifically when it comes to what AI is and how it may apply to the business community here in Northeast Florida? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So I, I, you know, AI is kind of amazing. It's like this mysterious thing that I think, you know, if you're not in the field, you might think it has this endless capability and can kind of do anything. Uh, and I think ChatGPT brought that to everybody's web page, right? It literally is amazing. It can, do, it can do a lot of things. But I think specifically what I wanted to bring to the, um, the JU day of education was, you know, I, I look back at the last 15 years of technology and software, and it's been all about gathering data, collecting data, uh, warehousing data. And now, you know, we kind of had some of the tools and some of the technology to really unlock that data and really drive efficiency and optimization using AI. And, and I, I don't think it needs to be mysterious. I guess the, the thing I would like, you know, to, to, to I guess, kind of drive home is at the end of the day, we use terms like neural nets and deep learning, and there's a lot of complex math. But, but at the ground floor, it really is pattern recognition, which I think is something people can relate to. It's very good at finding patterns in data and then you know you the engineer get to figure out how to match those patterns to drive in your business outcomes which is where all the fun yeah. is yeah so I, I i can hear the brains going for folks in in businesses especially in leadership or analysis positions yeah. right now saying okay if i apply that matthew chang as we talk by the way how did the tedx jacksonville talk go it was terrifying and um, <laughs> <laughs> i think the most important part just like going to ju is becoming an alum right so as you get through you go to the other side but I think overall it was a big, big success. Uh, it was uh, about human nature. So we did talk, multiple yeah. speakers talked on AI and how it's influenced by humans and humans influence AI. So I think it was a, a powerful conference. Hats off to the organizers, Gene Marie and David that, that put it on really a world-class event. And they had some exciting news that 
they unveiled at that event, which was they got picked as top 10 global TEDx sites and uh, one of only two in the U.S. So that was super cool to just be a part of, yeah. of that. And, and that was, that was a, a key reason that we got connected a month or so ago right. uh, and talked about some of those things. So uh, what's your view and message to folks on that day or who they're listening to the podcast or watching the podcast right now about artificial intelligence? Yeah. Well, I'm the counterbalance uh, to the, the dark side or the fears about AI. I'm the AI optimist. We have been using what I would call embedded AI in our business where we deliver robotics and automation um, solutions to customers that have AI built in. We've been doing that for more than five years. So for uh, I know for Matt, he's been doing it for, for over a decade. And for me, we've been doing it five years. It's just another day at the office. There's nothing that you know crazy about it. We realize it's powerful and it's cutting edge, but with as long as we've been deploying AI solutions, it hasn't freaked people out until they saw ChatGPT. So we're, I'm very optimistic about it. I think you can control the way the systems work. And I also want to echo what Matt said. It's not as powerful as people would think. When we do AI-enabled robots, we really have to maintain the environment around them so they can be successful. They're not as dexterous or as good at decision-making or improvising as humans are. So we have to control the environment so the robots can be successful. So uh, I'm definitely gonna bring Blake and Corey in on this. I'm gonna ask a question here, and I'd look to Matt or Matthew, your, your response here, but Blake and Corey, I'm gonna ask you also, uh, what's the biggest excitement you have about AI when it comes to business, or the biggest concern you have when it comes to AI and business? So I think the excitement, right, for me was is something that I learned uh, at JU, right, that AI has been around for a long, 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 long time. It's just now coming to the forefront, right, with, with ChatGPT and some of the other things around that, right. So, uh, so I think some of the excitement around that is, is that it, it's going to, uh, to help. Uh, help businesses be able to do things more efficiently, more effectively, um, you know, helping our day-to-day -day, uh, business. I know in my industry as a financial advisor, right, there, there's things out there that, uh, again, I allude back to, I get emails all the time about, about uh, uh, AI and how it's uh, reshaping our industry as, as financial professionals. So, uh, so just really looking forward to the future of, of, of the positive things. I think I'll take Matthew's side here and, and uh, you know, the positive side. Uh, to AI, I'll let the lawyers and the other people deal with it, deal with the, <laughs> the negative effects. But uh, but I'll, I'll choose to remain optimistic that uh, that we're going to use this thing for uh, for for something good and and uh, get some good positive uh, energy out of it and back from it. Corey, what about you? Concerns or some excitement or some both? Well, as a fan of the Terminator series and right. Black Mirror, which are both very dystopian-esque uh, <laughs> shows, uh, I definitely was in the pessimistic camp for a while, but they turned me around for sure. I mean, just the, the presentations they had about all the practical tools that you can use to help your business, for example, because in banking, we interact with all different types of businesses and business owners. And I remember taking so many notes from both of their presentations uh, on just like very practical things that can make these businesses more efficient that are out there that are free or relatively inexpensive um, you know one thing uh, in banking especially uh, the AI has been helpful for is fraud detection and um, being able to you know sift through these huge uh, amounts of transactions and find uh, you know connections to things that could be uh, suspicious or potentially yeah, fraudulent and, and that's what Matt said pattern recognition is what yeah that's exactly for, right? yeah now exactly how that terminology uh, you know, I would have never come up with that terminology necessarily which is why it was great to hear from them because uh, you know I just feel way more educated about the topic after the fact, but um, as far as uh, 
you know, things uh, to, to worry about. Um, I teach as an adjunct at University of North Florida, and so a lot of times when you bring up things like ChatGPT, the only thing that the students associate it with is cheating. Not so much that they're using it for cheating, but they hear only negative things about it, right? And again, ChatGPT is not the only AI tool that's out there, but it's one of the ones that are the, you know, is, is most easily accessible, right? Um, so it, one of the things that uh, I think is, is not looked at enough is, is teaching young people and students about ways that they can use AI and ChatGPT and these tools as a tool to bolster their education and their future career prospects and not necessarily as, as something that uh, should be banned or shunned or, or looked at in a negative way, if that makes sense. Uh, I thought for a moment in terms of preparing for our visit today that maybe I would just use ChatGPT or something else to say, hey, come up with 10 great questions for, <laughs> and, and, and ultimately I said, no, we, we'll have a conversation without going there. <laughs> but I, do a good I, job. I, uh, Matthew and, and Matt, I do want to bring this up to you. So uh, I did some research here. There's a, uh, an interview with this gentleman, Stuart Russell, computer science professor, University of California, Berkeley, uh, a textbook he wrote, uh, Artificial Intelligence, a Modern Approach. So the, the JPJ, or uh, J, the Jacksonville Business Professionals event, excuse me, uh, was AI promise and peril. And I bring this up, this guy, Stuart Russell, says he worries about humans becoming too dependent on the technology, then losing, as he put it as the quote, the incentive to learn and to be capable of anything and that I think would be another form of catastrophe. Uh, what's your view when you hear somebody say, hey, I'm concerned that uh, we turn out to be those um, people who couldn't walk around in Wall-E, you know, the, the movie from a million years ago. Matt, you get this one first. Yeah, uh, it, it is interesting. I, I do think that, um, you know, the uh, there's like a high water mark, which is, you know, for the most part, November 31st of last year, when the internet was mostly human content. There's bot generated stuff, but it's mostly human content. I would love to know the percent of digital text data that's been generated in the last 11 months mm -hmm. that is human created versus artificially created. And I do think it is interesting conceptually to think about, you know, what is it like, like, if, if humans aren't innovating and thinking and we have AI that is doing the innovation, but all of the innovation it's doing is based on only the data it was trained on, I do think that there is some um, conceptually interesting topics there. And, and you know, we work a lot in healthcare and I think there is that same thinking in healthcare as you get with medical imaging and we automate some of the analysis of radiology and pathology do we stop, you know, do we kind of lock that knowledge into the algorithms and, and don't have it in humans anymore? I think that that's probably the point he's making. That's probably true. Honestly, I'm, that's not where my concerns are. My concerns are really the, the big players right now being OpenAI, Google, uh, I guess Microsoft a little bit, when they start closing their research, which I think is what we're seeing as a trend, is because they realize, you know, this, this technology is incredibly valuable, and what used to be published is really not mm -hmm. going to be published. And I think that is going to be the bigger impact because it's going to kind of slow innovation and it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to a little bit of a separation of the haves and the have-nots. What do you think, Matthew? Well, I think there's kind of two <clears throat> things to look at. Number one is, we're still in the acceleration phase of AI, so even though it's got a lot of buzz, uh, as we pulled the audience at Jacksonville University, very few people were using it more than once a day. Um, so I think as we accelerate, and as a business owner, I'm encouraging my team to accelerate. Use it more, like become more efficient, find more ways and more 
things and tasks that AI can support you with so you have a better quality work output or you just move faster. So I, I feel like right now we're solidly in Accelerate. And then to the point the, the, uh, the professor wrote about in the article that humans will lose functionality 100% <laughs> and we're gonna level up. So the similar analogy is as a kid, I can remember memorizing between 50 and 100 phone numbers. Right. You know, these days, sure. outside of 911, <laughs> maybe I've memorized, you know, 10 or something like yeah. that because they're all in my phone. Um, we dealt with the same thing as I was going through engineering school. Uh, there was, there was a, a lot of new tools coming out that made engineering easier for modeling and calculating, and the old school camp said you should be able to do that in your head or on paper. And the new school camp said, why? We'll always yeah. have calculators. We'll always have computer programs. So I think there's going to be a generational shift. And it's just going to work itself out, is my opinion, is that we will lose some of the routine processing ability we have because the AI is doing it. But then we're going to level up that we can manage multiple AI tools, doing multiple tasks for us at one time, and we'll be more efficient in our work life. So uh, I know you mentioned banking and financial services. Or, you know, regulation happens from uh, top down from the government. So this, this right. recently, end of October, uh, President Joe Biden uh, announced an executive order uh, that, as they put it, uh, the White House put it, seeking to reduce the risks that artificial intelligence poses to consumers, workers, minority groups, and national security. Um, Anybody have thoughts there? How do you think that that would be affected by regulation? Uh, does it slow down the innovation or the application of AI in businesses? Well, I'll jump on that one. And there are real consumer risks. So I do agree with the watchdog mentality. Um, I've seen deep fakes. I got deep faked the other day. And I thought it was real. <laughs> and I wrote about it. I commented online. Hmm. And then somebody chirped right back at me and said that was a fake video and I kind of felt dumb that I didn't spot that yet because I'm not trained at, at spotting these type of you know uh, AI generated deep fakes yet um, I'm sure in a few years it'll just I'll spot it immediately I hope is my hope um, so on the watchdog side I get that um, on the innovation side it's very concerning um, software programming and robotics are global industries and some of the best centers of excellence are outside these shores so we need to in my opinion, make sure that we're fostering a culture of innovation in this country and that our companies and our young people have the opportunity to do the best work in the world. If we don't allow it here, it will go somewhere else, and that is concerning. Right. Yep. Who else? Uh, I mean, I again, kind of pivoting back to the fraud topic, uh, Apple came out with this new tool and their new iOS where you can record, I think, like an hour of your voice answering various questions, and then overnight it generates this, uh, this I guess, AI that can speak in your voice no matter what prompt you type in, and just, you know, it speaks for you. And I think it's meant as a, an accessibility tool for folks that maybe have uh, issues uh, speaking, but um, there's a lot of talk around, you know, tools like that being used to commit fraud over the phone with banking transactions, for example. So I can't say that I'm super well read on the on the executive order, but you know anything that can protect data like that to make sure it doesn't get out in the open and is used nefariously, I think is pretty important. Yeah. So uh, before we wrap up here, uh, Blake and Matt, I want to make sure you get kind of a final word here. Um, what's the near term and maybe the long term future that you're excited about when it comes to AI? and economic development in our region. Blake? 
I just think it's going to help to, I think it's, AI is going to help to shape that, right? It's, uh, it's just accessibility is one of the words I heard today, right? Just talking about how, uh, how it makes things more accessible. I think AI is going to, uh, you know, play a major role in, in reshaping and, or, or shaping us from an econ economic uh, standpoint. Um, you know, we're certainly trying to do that as, a, as an organization for the small businesses here uh, in the community. And I think, uh, you know, uh, having, this, having this conference, having uh, AI put to the forefront, yeah. hopefully will, uh, you know, will spur some others to want uh, to wanna join in and, and, uh, and be a part of the conversation. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I guess what I'm excited for as a business owner as well is this whole, you know, the co-pilot productivity enhancements that I think we're just going to see keep added on to all of our favorite products. You know, we saw it, we're seeing it with uh, Microsoft Office. We've got it with our developers at work, but just just constantly getting the most out of the technology, even in the short term. I feel like this is already here, and then mid to long term. Um, I, I think that the focus on generative AI and ChatGPT has just reignited even the, the previous mm -hmm. uh, generation of technology, which I think we've got a ton of building do, to do to even leverage the most of what's already there. So I think it'll be a good, a good five to ten years is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the things that uh, I appreciate is uh, getting to visit with, have discussion with people who are smarter than me. Uh, that's everybody at the table, so uh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. So Blake Massey and Corey Jones from uh, Jacksonville Business Professionals and Matthew Chang from Chang Industria and Matt Berseth, Berseth NLP Logic. I, I appreciate it. Really uh, invigorating discussion here. I know a lot of us are going to be deep thinking after this. <laughs> and for each of you who are listening or watching, we're working to bring you more interviews like this focused on economic growth in our region. Thanks for joining us for this week in Jacksonville Business Edition.